All right, folks, I want to thank you for tuning in today. I want to talk to you about this particular book by um, this Pastor John Eckhart. Uh, it's a prayer book, uh, Prayers That Route Demons and Breaks, Curses. Whether you can see that or not. But in chapter 8, It's titled, Cursed with Lawlessness and Rebellion. The uh, scripture reference is coming from Nahum, chapter 1, verse 11, and it's in the New King James Version, NKJV. And it says, From you comes forth one who plots evil against the Lord, a wicked counselor. The New Jerusalem Bible says, From you has emerged someone plotting evil against Yahweh, one of Belial's counselors. Nahum is prophesying judgment against Nineveh and the Assyrian Empire. The king of Assyria was actually plotting against the Lord. Uh, one translation says, Who is the king of yours who dares to plot against the Lord? This is the spirit of Antichrist. Psalms chapter 2, verses 2 and 3 says, The kings of the earth set themselves, and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord and against his anointing, saying, Let us break their bonds in pieces and cast away their cords from us. So there you have it. The ultimate goal of Belial is to cast off restraint. And what I see today throughout our cities and even uh, throughout the world is different uh, leaders and people or groups are trying to or cast off the restraints that has been set in place. You know, God is a, a God of law and order. I recall a particular uh, passage of scripture when Jesus was going to heal this man's daughter. And the man said that I am a man uh, in authority and then under authority. And I think about that particular uh, passage of scripture. And... Jesus came not as God. He came as the Son of God. He came as one in authority, but also, you know, one under authority. So what that means is that if he had to subject himself to the laws of the land and also to subject himself to the Father, And his life was an example for us to live. What makes us different that we can decide what we want to do and think it's okay? Especially when there has been authority that has been set up by God. And these people that administer authority. And when I say that, I'm talking about the uh, judges, the 
police officers, the FBI, those that have been giving or placed in a position of authority to give rule over us in a sense as far as keeping us walking the narrow path from uh, committing uh, uh, breaking laws. Let me just say that. The uh, church is a restraining force in the earth against the, I would say, filth, the ungodliness, Belial desires to flood upon the earth. I recall years ago, looking hindsight to where we're at today, and I can say the things that that the America, the United States, and and really the world, we've moving so far away from the foundations of what this great nation was set on, which is the Bible, the Word of God. The Amplified Bible says, and cast their cords of control from us. These kings of the earth are the spirits or spirits of lawlessness and rebellion. And that's what we see now, a spirit of lawlessness and rebellion throughout the United States and the world. And we have to understand is that you know where there is no law, as you can see, there is a law. It's just that people are not obeying the law. You see people and crime running rampant and happening it's just, but this is the type of world these groups, these individuals want for us. They don't want law and order. They want chaos and calamity, death and destruction. Is that really what you want? To be living in fear every day, locked in your home, having to carry a weapon with you everywhere you go. Not that I'm against the Second of Amendment, but I'm just saying, is that the kind of lifestyle or life that you want to live and raise your family in? America's entire judicial system was founded on the Judeo-Christian ethics found in the Bible. In other words, so the Bible is the, the blueprint, the foundation, wherewith we as God's creation build our lives and, and, and are governed according. And that's how the laws should be based off of, not my opinion, or someone else's opinion, because it could be marred or tarred, but based on the word of God, where there's no variance, it's it's not going to be favorable 
for one group of people and less favorable for other group of individuals. There's a plumb line that God has laid through his word. And it's it doesn't discriminate regardless. So the the Bible is the foundation or should be the foundation of our legal system. It says that a society that rejects the Bible as its moral authority will eventually have problems with its judicial system. And that's what we're seeing today. Bilal hates the restraining power of the Bible, the Holy Spirit and the church. And this is why he attacks them so viciously. It desires immorality and ungodliness to reign without any strength. It's responsible for the attacks on our judicial system that we see that's happening prevalent throughout America and the world. The laws against homosexuality, lesbianism and adultery were once a part of our legal code are now being removed. Some of these individuals believe that they have a right to live ungodly lifestyles. Many are saying, uh, just you know, leave us alone. Let me do what I want. I don't want anybody telling me what is right and what is wrong. And then there's those saying that that's keep the church and the state separate or take prayer out of schools. But these very principles are the very, the very foundation of what God is about. He's a God of law and order. He's a God of love. He's a God of, of mercy. He's a just God. But this is just another attack of the enemy to cast off the restraints because you can see it now that the way these people or individuals are acting and where there is laws in place, just imagine if there is no one there to defend these laws, to stand up for these laws. What kind of world will we be living in? I'm going to say a prayer. Father, the faithful and godly minority in America has begun to feel as Job felt when he was being persecuted and mocked. His words describe our feelings, for he cried out, Sons of the worthless and nameless, I am a byword to them. They abhor me. They stand aloof from me and do not refrain from spitting in my face or at the sight of me. They cast off the brittle or restraint before me. O oh, my right hand rises the rabel brood. They jostle me and push away my feet, and they cast up against me their ways of destruction. 
like an advancing army. Father, rescue us as you did Job and restore restraint and godliness to America. Father, your word has clearly identified the reason America is falling into godlessness and immorality. You tell us clearly where there's no revelation, no vision, no redemptive revelation of God, the people cast off restraint. Proverbs 29 and 18. This nation, Father, has forsaken the restraints of your word for their godless liberal agendas. Have mercy on America, Lord, and reestablish us in your laws. Father, your word tells us what happened when your people in Israel abandoned your ways. God indicts the whole population. No one is faithful. No one loves. No one knows the first thing about God. The cursing, lying, killing, theft, the uh, immorality, sheer anarchy, one murder after another. And because of all this, the very land itself weeps and everything in it is grief stricken. Hosea 4, 1 and 3. But you, Father, told the priests and prophets, but don't look for someone to blame. No finger pointing. Because we've turned our back on knowledge. The Bible tells us that my people perish for the lack of knowledge. It says, buy the truth and sell it not. I've turned my back on your priest because you refuse to recognize the revelation of God. I'm no longer recognizing your children. Verses 4 through 10. That sounds like America today. Father, forgive your Christian leaders for turning our backs on your revelation. Redeem your church, your people, so we can lead America into righteousness. We have to deal with the spirit of lawlessness and the spirit of rebellion. If we don't deal with it now, things are just going to get worse. It's not going to get any better. You know, we can pass laws and laws are great, but laws, they don't change the heart of an individual. You know, it's, it takes the spirit of God, the love of God, the word of God to change a heart that is hardened to deal with the spirit of rebellion and lawlessness. It takes the power of God's word and his Holy Spirit. So as you go throughout your day, think about what we just discussed, what was shared with you. You know, what can I do and how can I live to have a better or greater impact on the world in which you and I live in. You know, the Father has not given up on America, and He's definitely not giving up on you. He has a purpose and a plan for not only you, but also for America and the world. And He loves you. He loves all of us dearly. You know, He chastens those whom He loves. So it may feel as though you've gone through a period of chastening. But know that he loves you. 
and he chastens those whom he loves. You know, what you and I do today, this very moment in time, would define us. It would define America. We should be a light to those that are in darkness. We should lead by an example that people who want to look up to us and say, man, I want to live like that. I want to do that. I want to be like that. Because our lifestyles exemplify the love of the Father. The love for life, the love for self, the love for one another. Those things are important. And those are the things that should govern our lives on a daily basis. That we walk in love toward all men. But we must first love ourselves. What are you going to do? How are you going to have an impact in the world around you and in the world that you're living? What will you be known for? For someone that has caused chaos and calamity? Or will you be that beacon of light pointing others and pulling others out of darkness into light? We see on the screen that said that we must fight against the injustice in the world with justice. But not injustice to deem it justice. Think about and consider your ways. What can you and I do to help make this world a better place? To bring everybody back together and love, peace, and harmony. To let the world know that we may have our differences but it's because of those differences that brings us together, that unifies us. Thank you for your time. And we praying for you, praying for America, praying for the world, praying that we will all Come together and walk in love towards one another. To stand for righteousness and truth and love and peace and harmony and joy. To speak out against 
the violence, the untimely deaths that are happening throughout the world that are uncalled for and it needs to stop. There is the other day the uh, Attorney General Bill Barr was holding a conference and during this conference he mentioned that at least 7,500 if not more black males are killed every year. Just the other day, it was a 12 year old that killed a woman. Last week, a gentleman had a discussion. He's a business owner in Wisconsin. Having a discussion with another person And if and the guy was a Trump supporter, nice guy based on what the people were said about him in the community, he didn't. Very nice guy. But just a few days after they had had that discussion, disagreement, this business owner, a black African American male, was murdered for no reason. And people say that, and you can hear them talk about it in the news about the silent majority. It's what's going to win the election. We just need to pray. Pray for ourselves, our family, and pray for one another and ask the Father what we can do to help make this world a better place. Please don't take this discussion as me trying to reprimand you or, or trying to tell you what you should do. I'm just saying that if you just have an inkling in your heart to see something better, then pursue that. I'm not perfect. I have love for all people. I might, for one particular race of people and against other particular race of people, I don't believe in that. I don't believe in division. I believe that all lives matter regardless of an individual's color, religion, 
and it doesn't matter. No one should be discriminated against. We should walk in love towards everyone and know that every life has value. The born and the unborn. In September the 16th, it'll be two years that my older brother was murdered. He was a victim of a homicide. He had a young family. He had children that were mixed. When I say mixed, they were biracial and black also. But that night on his way home, some individual or individuals stole his life away from his children, his young children and their grandchildren. Guns don't kill nobody. People. People kill people. We use weapons every day to bring hurt and harm to people. Words, instruments, they're all the weapons. And we're gonna use a weapon, let it be, let us be armed with a weapon of love and respect for one another a weapon of kindness, a weapon of sincerity, a weapon of humility. Thank you.